What is happening, people of the interwebs? It is time for another episode of the Do Things Podcast. But before we get to the show, a quick word from our sponsors. And if you happen to be thinking to yourself, well, now I don't know where to get started. I understand Anchor.fm is great, but how do I make a podcast? I have got you covered. We have a brand new course called Do Podcast that take you from start to finish everything you need to know about making and distributing your podcast. There is a free course where you can learn everything you need to know to use just your phone to create your very own podcast. Go to dothingsonline.com and start today. We can't wait for you to do that podcast. Welcome to Todd Talks the show where we have conversations that inspire and equip you to take action and do things. I'm your host, Todd Frazier, and in this episode, I get a chance to talk to Sean Cannell. Sean is a full-time YouTuber uh, with one channel that he runs on YouTube, over 800,000 subscribers, approaching a million, and another over 500,000 combined with multiple other YouTube channels. He wrote a book with his buddy Benji Travis called YouTube Secrets. He's a speaker. He's putting on events. Sean does it all, and in this episode, he gives you so many valuable tips to help take your content to the next level. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Todd Talks with Sean Cannell. Yo, Sean is in the house with- Sean is in the house with Todd. Fraser Industries. That's right, man. Okay, all right. It's the, it's the empire. Awesome, dude, what's going on, man? Just grateful, bro. Yes. Grateful to be hanging out with you. Life's good. Um, just out here in Vegas. Um, how yeah. much? I mean, we're not up to anything. Just right. Well, just well, you're just planning an event, right? You got an event coming up September. Yeah, no, I was, I was kidding. I, mean, I know it's, you're <laughs> it's absolute mayhem. Um, yeah, I mean, event. You know, we just dropped the Gary V piece with Benji. That's kind of cool. Right. I just watched um, that today. That's great. And businesses we're hiring people um it's life is weird two scariest things in the world lack of momentum and momentum <laughs> that's right and there is no in between mm-hmm. there is no in between so we're on some crazy momentum where it's like there's like org charts and stuff that i didn't create and i don't even i don't even know who's like on our team so how which is how big is your team now where is that org chart, man? I mean, because I know you just hired, or you were in you were in the hiring process and all that. Yeah, we still are, uh, and so who knows? It's like ten, it's like ten people. It's okay. like um, let me see if I can find that. I because I'm wrapping my head around it. I mean, you got like Omar and Kyle and Nolan, and you've got. Brittany, who just joined our team, and Lauren, who's onboarding. You've got Melissa, you've got Heather, and then you've got myself and Sonia. And we do have an agency on paid ads, um, but they just transitioned off. So we're actually looking for an ads person, and we want that to be in-house anyways. And yeah. maybe train somebody out. Uh, you, don't run so yeah, your, you don't run your own ads yet in-house? You're just starting to do that? Heather ran our ads, and then we hired my friend Alejandro's agency called Digital Napkin and rolled with them for about a year and a half. And so we'd be taking it back. We run our own YouTube ads. Okay. Uh, they ran Google Display Network uh, and Facebook and Instagram for us, mainly just because, as especially too, as Heather, she's now operations, she's like overseeing like eight people. So to actually be in the trenches doing ad placement and stuff like that, and I definitely don't. I mean, I, I've, I've had to continually reinvent myself to be at like a higher level of vision strategy, as well as like the, the lead content creator. You, you see how much content we pump out. Oh, yeah. Um, 
and that's by the way, it's not even talking about video influencers. That's right, like, that's just think media. It's entirely separate. Yeah. So video influencers is its own blessing and challenge because it's a very simple workflow. But even on that side, you've got Benji and Carla and Gabby and Chris and Gabby's brother. I don't even know his name. I haven't <laughs> even met him before. Gabe. Okay. And okay. Got, and so like, you know, I don't even know. So it's cool. Dude, it's an empire. It's, yeah. It's an empire. And is it like, is it super stressful for you running all that and, and being basically the vision guy or is it just a um, lot of, a lot of hustle? I mean, I think I have a good personality for it. I don't, I'm not stressed. I'm feeling great. I think that I do need, I like, I've, I, I need counseling though. Like I, <laughs> I, I, uh, well, that's why we're I, here today, Sean. I do want to get some counseling. Um, just because dealing with the pressures in general, it's just weird, man. I mean, you, you know, I turned a hobby making videos in my bedroom into a multiple seven figure company. And so every day is weird and it's, it's things we've never done before, but I'm also wanting to continue. And so dealing with it, the pressure, the identity, you know, staying grounded, a lot of that is, it's been great. We like, it's pretty remarkable too, because we're our, our church city light church. Mm-hmm. David Chavez is pastor and like pretty much, you know, Mel goes to different church, but like our whole team locally, we all go to the same church. That's huge. We're really, we're really a family. Um, and, and, you know, actually, to be honest, I actually probably think most YouTube content creators are actually kind of stressed and on the verge of burnout. Um, that's actually probably somewhat true about me. I talk about this line of, of walking on the, on the brink of, ver- but here's what it is. I'm rested. Mm-hmm. I'm sleeping, I'm exercising, I'm eating well, but I'm trying to figure out the dealing with the emotional pressure and I'm still in the weeds of a lot of things. And so I'm, I'm running up against walls of, um, yeah, there's a lot of, do, lots to do a lot of opportunity and this isn't bad, but like I still uh, do all of our thumbnails. Yeah. For example, you really do all of them. Yeah. And the good ones on video influencers. And <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I mean, you got it. You got to be in the dirt. I mean, that's that's the Gary thing. That's, and it, that's the yeah. reality of it. And it helps. So there's part of me, but that's a weird because you get these different voices. Yeah. There's part of me that's like, yeah, that is the Gary thing. But like, he's not doing thumbnails. No, he's not doing thumbnails. Him being in the dirt is him being in the comments. I'm right. still there too. So, but I he's mean, also yeah. he's also not. I mean, like he said in that video with Benji, he's not heavy. YouTube. Like he right. has a lot of content YouTube, but he says, I don't live there. And yeah, that's, his whole team. And he's got 30 people pumping out content for him. Yeah. Having Gary, having his own team is just a totally different world than, uh, you, than you're even used to. And I'm like, I've got like three contractors that I use every once in a while. It's like mostly me. So it's just totally different. Just you, you go up that ladder and you have to have more people because you only have 24 hours in a day and you've got a beautiful wife that you want to spend time with. And you know, I got a, I got a wife and I mean, this family and church and all of those things wrapped into it. There's just a lot. And when you're putting out content like that, this is, it's huge. And I would probably say this. I mean, if I just get step back for a second this year, and this will be the first year, Heather is basically our kind of our business partner. She's our operations and she's, we hustle for the first three years this year. And we had good, pretty good balance still too. But this year, I think we'll take four weeks off, which is crazy. Yeah. Have you ever taken that much time off ever? Not even close. No so, yeah. So that's 
weekends are off typically unless I'm traveling if I'm at an event a lot of times I'll work a Saturday or work the majority of a Saturday but but actually I'd probably say over 50 percent of the weekends are off so so that's kind of what it is I think it's like the nature of of what we do because when we're on we're on and we're hardcore and that's actually another way to put it we don't have kids okay and so a lot of times I'll get up concluding my morning routine and and getting ready and all that stuff I'm seven to seven five days a week yeah so, and, and I love it. I love doing it, but that's sure. just, or, or, and, and, um, and then I, I, I think that's the other piece though, is that it's the, the mental over, like we're trying to figure out how to be, some people are just trying to be YouTubers and it's a very hard thing to do. They're right. trying to create consistent content on YouTube. They're doing brand deals, YouTube AdSense, and Maybe they even run multiple channels. And that's, I don't want to say the only, it's the only thing they do though. Well, I was and talking to Cody Warner the other job. day and that's, that's his thing. Like that's what he does. It's like what he does. Right. So I'm trying to do that, but then I'm also creating digital courses, but then we're also running our own event. Yeah. But then we're also promoting a book and then I'm also speaking on stages and I know some of them I do. So, so what we're taking on is, is a, a lot of pillars we got brand deals, we got affiliate marketing, uh, live events, and and we swim in the different streams. That's what I've always loved is the entrepreneur world, uh, especially personal development and kind of the digital course and that whole like funnels and that whole world meets the YouTube world. And so all that at 35, I'm definitely in a season, even in August, I was going through some coaching stuff, like my monthly membership with like Brennan Burchard mm-hmm. and uh, just trying to we're trying to get really clear, you know, Heather, she has 10 summers left total with Nathan. He's, he's eight. Okay. And she thinks about 18 summers total. Yeah. She's yeah, yeah. six left with Cyrus. So she's basically the girl version of me. We're both like hardcore, super driven, like up running four miles before work and all kind of stuff. And like, but we're also saying exactly what she said. Like, okay, we're going to hustle and build something. But we could even add more to it. But if we add that more, because we just got back from an event, which was like more stuff to add. Yeah. We're like, you know, but also you got to have lifestyle in the meantime. You, of course, family, you know, yeah. all, all that matters. But even like really creating your own. And, and we're living, that's like, it's not just opportunity coming our way from our influence. It's this age. Like this age is so remarkable. That's what we're yeah. shouting to everybody yeah. else. Like, it's just so crazy. There's so much, there's so much like, digital real estate to be had on LinkedIn right now. True. Um, you know what I mean? There's yeah. like, you wake up like podcasting, like it's been so long. We've talked about it forever and we still haven't launched one. Um, well now isn't your, I just watched the, the Peter Vug video, uh, the five tips for social media. Is that not a podcast? I mean, I know it it's a video. I know. <laughs> it's on a podcaster with Rose. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's like like that's the setup, and you did a, a that's the second video you did with him in that format. Like, I, yeah, I feel like you've got a ton of content that you could I just know. you could just cut into podcast if you had know, the time or the team to do that. Um, but that's just, I mean, it's so much, and 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 trusting other people. The other one yeah. is how how because just because we add people in the middle, I'm I'm focusing on the tipping point as of like, okay, well, if our top line revenue isn't changing that much, but we're adding more people in the middle, you got to ask yourself as an entrepreneur, the way I'm running things, are you even doing as good as you could? And money's right. not even my number one driver, but trying to have long-term vision, 
there's there's maybe a tipping point between having a small team and trying to make a big impact and then prospering off of what's left over, like actual profit yeah. versus maybe the next leap is where you've got to decide where you want to go next. Gary has really influenced me because he talks about, well, when you're playing the long game, you don't care. And that's what we are playing. Yeah. But on the flip side, you just, you got to be careful who you listen to because true. Well, like Peter long, said, how too many voices. Do I do this? Yeah. Too many voices. How long do I want to do that? Like how much energy? And so if we eat up all our profit, I mean, I, I really love supporting people and having like a family and thinking about the impact as an entrepreneur providing jobs. But so it's just a lot to juggle. That's what I mean. It's like you're, you're carrying, you're thinking through and you're looking at will these next, because if we're at, we're about 10, it seems like we want to get to about 15 or, tw- or 20. Shalene Johnson, who we are following, Shalene Johnson's a big one. Yeah. Shalene and Brett Johnson, not even with the 131 diet, but with the team that they do for their personal brand, they throw their event every year or their brand. So, but they've got lifestyle. They completely prioritize going to their, every kid's game. Yeah. She didn't really travel and speak. So, so we are very selective of our mentors. And so trying to build like that, but wondering that tipping point, like, how many people, you know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> yeah. 16 people. Yeah, that's a lot of folks. I know. What are we talking about? <laughs> and, and and then also trying to think down the road. And of course, because I, I, don't, I don't want to bring somebody on and change my mind. And you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's their life too. So, so the pursuit of clarity for the big vision, for where things are going, of course it's measured with risk. Of course of it's course. measured with not seeing the whole picture and just taking massive imperfect action. Um, but it's a crazy time. Dude, totally. And so where, where is the vision taking you? Where are you headed with all this with thick media and video influencers and, and Sean Cannell just kind of at, as your purpose, what do you want to be when you grow up kind of idea? Like where is this going for you? Well, the clarity that I had personally is that I do know that in like my heart, I am most passionate about personal development and business development Mm -hmm. and personal development changed my life. I mean, I grew up in the local church. Um, 2003 is how I got into video and it was from studying scripture. That was a foundation for my life. That is the framework of any kind of success we have. Mm -hmm. But then on top of it, learning to be a learner, which is what the word disciple means. Right. And so lifelong leaders are lifelong learners and it was in our church in north now north of Seattle, Washington, that I started to gravitate towards. And I was thankful for this church. We started to have a little conference called Prosperity with a Purpose. Mm-hmm. And we it was about entrepreneurs and marketplace leaders. And I I got pumped about that. So then I really started to realize like, wow, there's something I didn't I was in ministry and I didn't really understand at the time a call to entrepreneurship. Yeah but there was like that bright spot. Like I got pumped about it. So then I started to study it. It was actually a guy named Dr. Dave Martin originally for me. I bought a, it was a, it was a stretch for us in Sonia too. We took like $150, put it on a credit card to buy this wisdom pod, which was all about like developing a millionaire mentality and mm-hmm. about just like personal productivity and time management. And I listened to that thing over and over again. And that, that season kind of got me into being ravenous as it pertains to personal development, self-development, um, you know, and seeing like uncovering and building the greatness that God has woven into our DNA, uh, even lately as it pertained to like fitness development. So 
Um, what I got an aha of is I was like, man, that's kind of what I want to do in a way that is what a pastor does. Uh, yeah. they're helping people develop their personal lives their marriages, their spiritual lives. And so that's kind of natural in that space. But then I think a piece of wisdom for me was that there's a lot of jokers that teach that. And I was challenged hmm. like, yeah, but you're teaching personal development. What have you, what have you done? Yeah. What have you, have you transformed? Right. And what I I'm obsessed with wisdom. And there's this like verse that there's actually like haters, the Pharisees mm -hmm. were hating on Jesus saying, bro, you know, you're a, Jesus is a drunken and, and a glut. Uh, he's a drunk. He's a glutton. John is demon possessed. And they're, they're critiquing everybody. Jesus right. response was like, look, man, wisdom's going to be recognized by our children. In other words, wisdom is just proven by our results, period, end of story. Yeah. When we think about wisdom, we think about an old guy with like this giant gray beard and he like knows mm. the secrets of the universe. Yeah. Wisdom in Proverbs, it says shouts at the street corners. Wisdom is common sense. Wisdom is, bro, I don't know why you're telling me about finances because your finances are a wreck. Yeah. And so wisdom just speaks for a period end of story. Yep. Like it's, it's, it's the physical trainer, right? If you, you would never want an overweight physical trainer because right. they haven't actually gotten the results. So all that to say was that I got clarity in my 30s that I actually wanted to see if I could build my life, if this stuff works, if I could build a marriage, especially in our story, in the midst of chronic illnesses and challenges, Yeah. if I could actually build a successful business, not for one year, not for two years. And that's been the challenge I've been in. And it's hard. There's these there's this ups and downs. But that in my 40s, I'm 35, um, the big vision was that, uh, I mean, it was even... I had people like spoken, speaking over me when I was like 20 and there's no way they could have known this, that I was going to write books one day. And I mean, huh. yeah, sure. YouTube enough, secrets. Like, yeah. Even, even more than that. Like I want to write books and I kind of want to do what a lot of, um, really, you know, authors, motivational speakers kind of are like that. I feel called to that space, but I would say, and I'm already actually doing that. So I'm already right. actually having those opportunities, but I'm, I'm just trying to be patient. I want to focus on what's in my hand in my thirties. And I really believe that when you focus on and you're faithful with what's in your hand, God will give you what's in your heart. And so that's kind of vague. It's also sort of a vague timeline or well, actually very specific, not vague at all. I got a lot of clarity, but, uh, right. uh, but I mean, I'm not trying, does that start when I'm 36 or when I'm 45? Like I'm allowing it to kind of evolve. And now I'm seeing that it's also a family thing. Uh, it's while I am the key leader, I'm not trying to have it be a dictatorship. I, I know that I want to be surrounded by smarter people. So the team is shaping it at some level. Uh, our, our own journey dealing with chronic illness on day to day or, or whatever, that influences our decisions and what we do. So I'm kind of just trying to take it one day at a time and, and uh, re like a GPS that's like re-navigating. Like yeah. every day when we wake up with something new that's happened, we thought we were going to write YouTube secrets and it was going to be out in one year. It took four um, well, now I think, I think the way that that happened though, it makes a lot of sense that you started the channel first, like that you started the audience because I think, I mean, in the book, it says that I've, I listened to it. I don't read. I mean, I wrote a book, but I don't yeah. read books. I listen to books. Um, sure, me too. Right. So, uh, the fact that you started the YouTube channel and your, your concept of saying, we need to actually build an audience and, and do what we're talking about. Like you say, you, you need to lead by experience and not be like, well, what have you done lately? Like, you can't just tell me to do this because I don't see any, there's no result in your life of that. So I think the way that you did that, it took four years. However, 
I think your impact is greater because you did it that way. Don't you? Think? I agree 100%. No, I mean, I think it was a great decision and it was, it was for exactly what you were saying. Luckily I had helped other, like when I moved to Vegas in 2011, it was to be the director of communications for a church called the church LV, mm-hmm. uh, lead pastor, Benny Perez. And I actually went to like, uh, a digital marketer, Ryan Dice, Kindle e-publishing event. So I got hit with like a digital marketing offer about how to like jump in the, the ebook game and about with software that would allow you to just punch in all your stuff and have it be perfectly with clickable chapters for e- ebooks, how to launch them. And I was going, so this was interesting, like principle for my life. I always wanted to pertaining to my career, my jobs and where I worked and my opportunities work on things that were in my future. And I I didn't care how much I got paid. I cared more about the experience, the lessons I was learning, because I knew that I was called to do those things someday. Therefore, I wanted to be around speakers. I want so so I was like geeking out that I got to be the director of communications and work on his personal Facebook page and build our email newsletter and send out weekly newsletters and do Facebook ads. And in this case, I kind of brought the whole like so he had the content but I helped with the title, helped build the cover. We got an editor from the church, sat him down because I learned the process, interviewed him. So I took him through structured interviews. We, whatever, audio recorded all that. She wrote it all for him, put the book out, launched a book called um, Both And. And then a year later, we did one built about like uh, leadership and longevity. And and then we we printed those out. So all that to say was like, I was getting ready for YouTube secrets at the time. I wrote a yeah. book called YouTube for churches. And so I didn't know you wrote, us, I didn't know you wrote another book. YouTube for churches. Yeah. It's on Amazon, man. YouTube. Oh for man. Churches. Hey, link below. If whoever's listening to this or watching this link below. Um, okay. So you wrote YouTube for churches and I, I look back at all of your other channels. You've got uh, think international, Sean Kennel productions, uh, Sean thinks, and then the big two, the video influencers and think media TV. Um, the, the think international was interesting to me. Cause there's like uh, Brian Houston on there. Like you've got, it was super ministry. Well, not super hundred percent ministry, right? The way right. that that was focused. Um, is that where that book came from? So I think international um, is a great story. So Jeff Moore's, first of all, uh, we co-did think international, which even you could even see as a precursor for video influencers. I could have yeah. never made this stuff up. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, 2003, Jeff Moores was my youth pastor and he handed me a, a Canon HV30 with mini DV tapes camera. Oh, yeah. And Adobe Premiere 1.0, right? And in 2003. Yep. And that's when I got into video. And I got to be a part of an absolutely life-changing ministry because I went into 180 as an intern um, and there was 15 kids. And fast forward a couple of years, there was 200 kids high school and a junior high got split. There was a hundred junior high church was like 400 when you're a junior wow. high and you're, you know, like that's insanity. It was like 80%. That never happens. And so it was a movement for sure. And so I'm learning event planning, speaking video hustle. There's like 20 intern leaders. We're all volunteers. Right. Um, but eventually around 2008, 2009, when we hit the hardest season of our life, my wife got sick, went on a mission trip. We had bought a bunch of houses undeclared, a bunch of two houses, on declared income or renting one, it's the whole big short bubble. Yeah. When she loses her jobs because she can't work and we couldn't have afforded it anyways, we just got absolutely crushed. So we're losing our homes. And in the church, some people stole some money 
uh, leadership went sideways and the whole thing fell apart. So Jeff and I are sitting in Marysville, Washington. We were both on staff. We left staff, stayed at the church because we're like, where else are we going to go? Plus, you want to stay planted despite whatever. Sure. And so um, we are like, what are we going to do? We have no connections. Everything we'd been investing in had been in that movement. And now that movement was pretty dishonored and like naturally. Yeah, it, it was be. tarnished because of it what was happened. tarnished. Yeah. So we're like, let's just start something. And he's that like, Jeff's always been super inspired. He got me into video. I, I don't know, like think international. Like I don't think international, like think skateboards. Like that's kind of cool. Like what yeah. should we call it? Like think, I don't know. We're going to help people think different. Yeah. Like we need to the name up. And why was it international? Cause we've been to Canada once. And, uh, <laughs> that's that's <laughs> international. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know? <laughs> and so, and then we just started, by the way, Dr. David spoke at our church. He was coming to like the rock in Monroe. Uh-huh. Message him like, Hey man, can we like shoot an interview for it? So like early on, like get your first one. Like how do you start an interview show? You just need your first interview. Yep, like, right. And so we, we started there. I ended up years later doing social media stuff. Like you saw the seeds. Yeah. I freelanced for him and he'd been writing books and speaking. I just wanted proximity. I wanted to learn from him. He was sure. speaking a song all around the world. So that's how Think International started. And we just bootstrapped it ourselves. It was actually a nonprofit, 501c3. Oh, wow. Launched in Washington. Um, we, we made money that allowed us to travel and conferences would cover us and whatnot. We never actually made any money. Sure. Of course. Like not. It, we, it, like it did run itself for a little while. And then actually what's so crazy is it's just a good principle about when you're in a season that sucks. Like when you're just getting crushed, you yeah. don't know what to do. It's like, do something like yeah. don't wallow in discouragement or depression. Like go build something, do something because out of that, eventually because of think international, he was looking for uh, positions and he got a position at North Coast Church in Vista, California with Larry Osborne, like crazy. He's just now transitioning really well, starting a new church called Rhythm Church in Ocean Society. He's going to be a church planner. And uh, so anyways, Jeff Moores and I started that together. And then I was like, dude, you're leaving. What am I going to do? And that's when it was kind of coming to an end. And then I was working with Benji and Judy who are in the same small town on some YouTube projects that brought me to Vegas. So he moved to Oceanside. I moved to Vegas. We kept thinking international going for a year or two. So it was just kind of like something. And it was just a stepping to, stone to where you are now. It turns out to be. And we and, hoped it had turned into some things, but also even letting go of it was kind of hard. Cause we're like, man, we published over 200 videos, but we learned all this editing, all oh, yeah. these nails, all this networking, all this stuff. So then when you fast forward into like how, methodically video, like how predictable video influencer success was. Once we had the idea, I was like, this is a guarantee. Why? That's not like overconfidence or cockiness. It's like, cause I've paid the price. <laughs> Just having done this much YouTube content, launched these projects. I know we can crush interviews. I have learned, I've studied, I like, not just, every not everybody interviews the same, right? Like right. really pulling out great content from people. So, so anyways, that was um, that. And so then, that story, the reason Think Media is even called Think Media was once we did Think International church leadership content, I was like, a lot of people at this point, it's 2010, are wondering about how do you start social media? It's so early. Yeah, like, really. How early. do you do video? What gear are you guys even doing? And like that thing was early in the church space, like the kind of style, the kind of beats and editing and all the stuff we were doing. So we got a lot of interest in the tech side. So I was like, what does Think Media mean? I have no idea. You know what I mean? Like, what does Think International mean? I don't right. know. Like, we named it Think International. I was like, this is the media side of things. Yeah. And if you look at the early content, it was kind of like talk to different people, like the 
Paul Churchward from C3 San Diego about yeah. video. And I kind of thought it was that side. And then eventually I got clear because the me talking about cameras and gear and lenses and best camera for YouTube is what was not just performing, but it was also what was producing income once I figured out ranking and affiliate marketing. And so th- ironically, what's what's even what's crazy is that it what you know the grass is greenest where you water it so sure. what would have grown the biggest would have been what you put the attention in but i guess my point is i was sitting on thinking think media in 2010 but i didn't actually focus on it until like 2015 at the end like 2016 okay and it it was the brightest spot out of all my channels but i did not see it took me years to see it huh. and there could be something in that for people cuz there's something you know what i mean like yeah like well, that- that, like sometimes the most powerful thing and the most the biggest possibility and the thing in your life that has the most opportunity, you might be blind to for some reason because you're like a prophet's without honor in his hometown. And uh, not to keep going on this, but the, one of the reasons that was true was I think from being in ministry, um, you whatever gets celebrated, promoted, um, uh, emphasized, you know, in a movement is what becomes the thing you aspire to. So because preaching platform traveling as a minister and kind of being like a pastor was the thing. And I'm not saying this is anybody's fault, but that was like the thing that was emphasized Yeah, because I was in that role. I was like, okay, so I probably like people probably should be Facebook messaging me about like, Hey bro, I'm struggling in my marriage. Can you help me? Or like, Hey bro, how do I get closer to God? Or like, Hey bro, how do I? And I wasn't getting any of those messages. I was getting like, Hey, Sean, what camera should I buy? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And, then for, and for years, I, I like devalued it. And this is like when it even comes to standing out online and like really breaking through with your message, you got to niche down. If you're about 10 things, you're about no things. Yeah. If you try and reach everybody, you end up reaching nobody. And so my bio was like, I didn't know what it was. I was creating content on the side. So I was like, I'm a pastor, YouTuber, dog lover, husband. <laughs> And a lot of people's bios are like that. And if you want to send on a line, I actually, I don't think that's, I think that's a weakness. Yeah. And eventually when I had the light bulb moment, I was like, wait a minute, I help people build their influence with online video. Yeah. I had written YouTube church for, for churches. I had, and then I just saw that, man, this thing of it. And then I was like, wow, since 2003. And not only that, like God in the church started this thing. Yeah. But I did not see it, Todd, <laughs> for almost for like 12 years. Yeah. And obviously I did cause I was working on it, but I guess I was devaluing it. I wasn't going all in and I was afraid to niche down in my messaging because on the flip side, what I did think is I thought the way I do want to imp- impact people is with their motivation, their marriage, their future. I, I, and your gift will make a way for you. If you yeah. see a man who's skilled at what he does, the serve before Kings, not common men. What I realized was actually the significance of helping people find a camera was just that if you ever want to impact anybody in today's world, you first have to get their attention. Mm-hmm. And that when you could solve a clear pain point based on the skill and gifting and ability that you have, then that can help you stand out that you have then the opportunity in marketing. They say it like this, give people what they want so that then you can deliver what they need. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, and there's so much of that. It's funny. I look at the Think International page and some of the content there is still in the church world is still relevant today. Like that's the thing that I think is crazy is how it's, it's, it was good content back then. 
and in the church world, they're a little bit so they're a little bit behind because uh, they just are that way. I mean, I run the live stream at our church, and we're working on some some interview style, style video stuff, and I'm really pushing them to say, look, there's much more to to what's happening here online than just Sunday morning, and and that's something that I feel is is really really important uh, for anybody, especially for churches when they've got a. a They've got a message that is something that so many people need to hear. Um, and and that is something that I think is is you have to look at that and say, what am I sitting on here? And and where do I focus? And it sounds like for you, the focus was something that you didn't even realize. It was just like over here, like, yeah, I'm I'm doing this and people ask me about cameras, but really my focus should be over here, as opposed to when that when you realized, oh man, this is where I make the impact. Uh, and I think that's that's huge. Uh, I've, I had a similar situation with YouTube because I was like, YouTube just kind of a thing, and I'm just putting stuff on there for fun. And I, I experienced you for the first time. I was looking for a standing desk, and like four years ago, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, that, that's it's a, good, it's a great example because it's so niche, so weird. Oh yeah, and and it was yeah. just I'm like standing desk. Oh, who's this guy? I'll watch this video, and I was like, man, he knows what he's talking about. Uh, this is the information I was looking for. Uh, the content looks really good. What else has he got? And then you start going down that that road of all this this information. And I'm like, hey, that's subscribe. Like that's that's the one right there. So I've been paying attention since then. But I didn't even realize that when I make content, like the content that hit for me that made me say YouTube was a uh, mic review. I did a mic review on one of my other like seven channels or just for fun. And all of a sudden I looked around and it had 18,000 views. And I'm like, where did this come from? You don't even realize it. You have it. You just don't even do anything about it. And so now I'm finally doing something about YouTube. But uh, YouTube's fascinating to me. I, I think it's so great because that's that's where so many people are. Uh, and I think, I mean, it's the number two website in the world. And that's where so many people are. Yet I think it gets it, it gets second billing because it's like, well, it's just YouTube, right? It's it's just YouTube. Less than 9 or 9% or of U.S. small businesses are active on YouTube. Yeah, that's that's insane. And, and it, makes, it actually makes sense because every small business owner is like, yeah, I go out a Facebook page. You go anywhere. They're running Facebook ads. They're not even doing YouTube ads. Yeah. When people yeah, don't even know how to do YouTube ads and it's almost as easy as Facebook, if not easier. Right. Like that's that's the crazy part. Uh, but then I think it comes to, well, what do I put on YouTube? And then it goes. Everybody goes down that track. Um, but I think that. There's, there's so much power in YouTube and you have done an amazing job in sharing your tips and tricks and, and you've, you've niched down and you focus so much on helping people with YouTube question I have for you about that. Do you feel like you get tired of just talking about YouTube stuff so much? Does that, does that make you feel like, man, I want to talk about something else? Yeah, absolutely, man. That's a great, um, thing you bring up because it's something we talk about a lot. So a couple things. You know, this is what's nice. I'm only 35, but I am 35. I got the gray hair coming in. So I've been around the block a few times. And I guess one thing I studied about, about uh, people in the church world, in mm -hmm. fact, is that a lot of times, and this actually doesn't even mean they lose because of this, but a lot of times you're graced in one thing. And so you're gifted and you can like really, you get known for that one thing because that's, the, or that's, that's the thing you've studied. It's the yeah. thing you've mastery in. And then the temptation is once you get prominence is to potentially talk about anything. And now people will ask you about anything yeah, because they just assume over here. So 
Um, and that actually is a good point. Like, I mean, there's some, like you could go outside of the church where you go in the personal development space and some guys, you maybe want them to teach you about how to manage your money, but you definitely don't want them to teach you about how to manage your marriage. Right. Yeah. But because they've have three failed ones yeah. and, you know, or they're, and, and not even to judge, it's just, that's, pro, you know, who you get wisdom from. That's the Are wisdom. Yeah. yeah. Of the day. And so, but a lot of times now in reverse, I made me think. It's easy to get even overconfident, man. I crushed it. I created a course about YouTube. Why don't I just create a course about LinkedIn video? Yeah. Now, I probably could, but a right. couple things that that I've still it probably it'd be better than probably a lot of. Anyways, well, of course uh, it would. Well, but it's also in the same. It's in the same industry. True. True. That would be it, It'd be way different, I guess, if I go out and that and that's an, like if I created a course about Facebook ads, like Facebook ads. We've um we've probably spent maybe close to 200 grand now on that, which is cool. But my friend Alejandro has, has managed uh, like near seven to 10 million on there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you want to know the level of mastery, he's the one who should be talking about it. He's put in the time. So what that spoke to me was a couple things was having just a deeper level of discipline to say, um, yeah, I may be getting tired about this now, but now's the time to, take some rest and and get over that because I need to go deeper. So it's like reading a book from Andy Stanley about the vision mm -hmm. as like a church staff or as a, a company leadership staff. Uh, if you're on the exec team, what, what he would say is about the time you're sick of talking about the vision, you feel like you've repeated it too much. You wish you could move on to something else that at that exact moment, like you want to vomit. You've talked about it. So right. much. I could, I'm sick of this. Yes. That is the moment when people are just starting to get it. Yeah. So I think those foundational truths have helped me come from kind of a dis more disciplined approach to say, do I want to be happy? And it's not like I'm losing my happiness here, but, or do I want to be effective? Mm -hmm. And to be effective, repetition is the father of learning. Um, and even, so, so let's take it to another level. Sean do you get tired of talking about YouTube? Here's another, the bigger level, Sean, do you get tired of talking about the basics of YouTube? Because we just had a meeting oh, about this yeah. today with my team that the majority of people still need encouragement to start. Mm -hmm. They need the one-on-one of cameras. They need the basics. We had a big meeting about the fact that we should, we should withhold information not to withhold information with people, but because they're not ready for it yet. That's and it good. doesn't serve person at the, high, uh, the highest level to give them information they don't need when they haven't taken the actions they need to take first. It's going to lead to overwhelm. It's going to lead to knowledge that puffs up. They just think they're knowledgeable, but they haven't even published a video yet. Right. So it's that I should say yes, that I, it, when they ask a question, my next question should be, well, have you posted your first 30 videos yet? Right. No. Well, then let's not even talk about this advanced strategy because you haven't even graduated kindergarten. And that's why in education, there's like layers. Yeah. That's why biblically there's precept upon precept. Mm -hmm. So so it's very real. We talked about today. I just yesterday posted about why is it a good time to start on YouTube. And so here's the unlock that if it's about me and if I've been this for what I like best, well, that'd be a selfish perspective. And maybe I could make myself happy with the content. But if it's actually about the, if I really think about the audience first, I think about what's most effective. I do need discipline as an entrepreneur, as a content creator to give what's best for where my audience currently is. And I hopefully could do that without any emotions attached. Yeah. You know what I mean? And obviously it could get emotional. So then another thing would be, um, 
giving yourself other outlets. By yeah. the way, like this podcast, like us hanging out, like this is like super fun because we're talking about all kinds of other stuff. Yeah. But as we get into, you know, whatever, like people just need like 101, 201 basics. So right. hopefully I can let an outlet go other places. I do experiment from time to time. And then the other piece would just be making sure there's rest because this is a marathon and not a sprint. So if you're tired of anything, tired eyes rarely see a bright future. Mm -hmm. And I think um, that, yeah. And then, I mean, the last thing I'm watching my peers do it. I get it. Cause I get just as antsy as them. I saw someone say, you know, I've been, and I love this person. I've been, you know, sharing these YouTube tips and, and crushing it for about two years, but I'm just kind of feeling like I want to venture out and experiment with some other stuff on this channel. Now I wish nothing but good to them. And honestly, maybe I'm being too risk adverse not to try something else. But my experience tells me that's just not going to work out. Yeah. <laughs> that is a horrible idea. Like your YouTube channel should have one value proposition. If you want to have this creative experiment, start a different channel. Yeah. Take a painting class. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> take a painting. <laughs> like go fill scratch yeah. it somewhere else. Yeah. Because if you want to be effective with any message, by the way, this think media thing is really only started in about the beginning at the end of 2015, meaning I'm three and a half years into business full time doing this right now. So here's the temptation. We've talked about this. Do we go like uh, more advanced stuff and talk all about webinars and online business and online courses? Do we, do we switch and talk about ads? Do we, talk, do we move into leadership and talk about teamwork? Here's the answer. No. <laughs> you talk about the same thing right. you were talking about three years ago and you talk about it next year and the year after. Now, of course, it has to be fresh, sure. new ways, the new updates. New gear, new all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's the evolution of it all, but it's staying myopically focused, knowing your lane, knowing your zone of genius. And it was one of those things. I was like, man, we got the best selling YouTube strategy book on YouTube. Uh, and, and, and I'm hearing, these are the nuggets I'd pick up. Dean Graziosi said this, a traffic could conversion this year. His book hit, we just hit 20,000 copies in YouTube. Secret. That's insane. Congratulations, man. That's it's, huge. It's the best selling YouTube strategy book on the planet. What does that make me think? All right, well, what's the next book? What do I talk about next? Uh, what do I, and to be honest, you know what the follow-up book is? YouTube. You know what the follow-up <laughs> book to that? Video. Like, right. and, and, and that's not to say you can't ever change, but here's what Dean said. He hit 100,000 copies of his book, Millionaire Success Secrets. Wow. Habits. His team came to him and they said, Dean, congratulations. It's amazing. They said, what's the next book? Two years into it, book had been selling for two years. He goes, next book? We're going to keep selling this one. Like, what right. do you mean next book? Not, yeah, 100,000 is cool. There's 7 billion people on the planet. Yeah. Why don't we go back and- And it's evergreen. That kind of stuff, like like your book, it's it's practical strategies for YouTube. However, a lot of them can be applied anywhere. Straight up. And so then they pushed it though. So they refocused on it. They pushed it to 200, 250, they're at like a quarter million. And he has like a free plus shipping kind of thing going. But sure. here's the point. I think this is a plague of us as entrepreneurs, leaders, even pastors. One of the things I've seen having a chance to be a part of church staff is that the vision's changing all the time. Oh, constantly. And by the way, by all the time, it's changing every three months or it changes every six months. Shoot, even if it changes in nine months, that's too much. Yeah. It, you, need, you need a simplified communication, simplify down the strategy and repeat it and get people moving behind it. And I think as entrepreneurs, so that was the thing. At three and a half years, I'm like, man, I'm ready to... I just got nothing out. Am I talking about another? Now I'm talking about, I talked about the G7X Mark I. I talked about the Mark II. 
And sometimes I literally feel like I'm Denzel Washington, deja vu, man. I'm <laughs> like, what is this? The butterfly effect. Right. I'm like, I'm like right now we're like planning for CES 2019 every year. Get up, drink a bunch of coffee, drive down, grind through the crowds, cover cameras. I'm like, this feels like the same thing. So I just have to be very intentional with my energy, with rest, but yeah. with my perspective. It's a battle in my mind. And once I get, I, I come to the right conclusion. And that mm -hmm. is, look, it's the discipline of staying clear on the vision. And here's why. Because when you actually, most people never build anything up to a level of greatness because they never stick with anything long sure. enough yeah. to get yeah. it to that level. When it gets to that level, it becomes the thing that makes all other, it answers all other problems. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that it says this in the Bible, but Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes that money solves all things. It says that in Ecclesiastes. Bet you didn't know that one. <laughs> money solves all things. Solomon, he was the wisest man ever, so we should, we should listen to him. Money solves all things. And of course, we say it's not the key to happiness, but of course, I always wondered, like, if you have but enough money. But it fixes money, a lot maybe, of problems. Maybe you could get a key made, though, you know, right. if you have enough. <laughs> uh, but like, but I mean, like, so check this out. People didn't know about, you know, uh, a party gives laughter, wine gives happiness, and money gives everything. Money answers that. everything. Money is the answer for everything. So he, by the way, this is coming from the depressed guy who realized that actually God is the key to our soul. Right. But what he said, it does solve everything. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is that when you stick with something to get your vision, your organization, your business to a place, then go, then go do your hobby. Then go, it yeah. produces enough to give you the freedom to go express. And I'll, I'll even break it down to this. There's, I'm kind of a fashion guy a little bit. Nobody externally would probably think that. I'd I've personally. seen I've seen your fashion. Your denim is on. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, the, whatever. Yeah. And, and so, as a, as an influencer, I'm I'm like, I'm like, you know what? It would be cool. I just like I get cameras. By the way, I should be grateful. Just like I get free cameras, I'm like, man, there's influencers. They have like in a fashion account, and they get free clothes. Mm -hmm. But but even when I think about that, I'm like, dude, that is a distraction from the mission. It's not purpose driven. And here's the thing. Let me ask myself this. If I crush it in my main thing, then I could buy whatever I want. And I'm not even trying to, I'm not like a hype beast. I'm, right. I'm like a pretty discount shopper. But you know what I'm saying? So yeah. sometimes, and entrepreneurs, I feel like we do this. We, we, we're trying to blog over here. We're, we kind of have this little hobby YouTube channel over here and this thing over here. And to each his own. Yeah. But the power of focus, read the book Essentialism. Clarity is power. Focus is power. If you try and chase two rabbits, you'll end up catching neither. Figure out your one rabbit. The one thing is another book. All these books. The one thing by uh, like, like Keller and Williams or whatever wrote mm -hmm. that. And then essentialism. Man, because when, when you crush it in the one thing, it's the key that unlocks all the other doors. Huh. So it's like, I don't have to think about, uh, yeah. go buy whatever I want at the store or go, you know, whatever, et cetera. So yeah. I don't even probably made that point, but like, yeah, it's interesting. I'm glad that was a fun conversation. No, I love that. And I, and I think, and you're so passionate about this. Like you're so you're, you're, I love that you're so passionate because you talk about it all the time. And I wanted to ask you about that because I'm like, you talk about focus, you talk about niche uh, or niche. I'm sorry for the pronunciation. Yeah. Um, and, and for me, like the entrepreneur mind, it just goes everywhere. Like I I'm, I'm a CPA, but I'm a content creator and I'm a speaker and then I'm an author and then I'm a, a marketer. So I do all these things. However, for me, my single channel is I encourage and inspire people to do things, to stop thinking about it, start doing it. That's my whole deal. Um, 
because I wanted to ask you about that, the, the niche down, because if I'm saying my niche is to inspire people by sharing my experiences of how I did things that I had no idea what I was starting getting into, like, is that a, is that a niche or is that me? Is that me saying, oh, this is my excuse to do all the things I want to do? I think you need to niche down more. Yeah. I, I mean, a couple of observations too. I was like looking at your, your link tree on your Instagram. Oh yeah. You're asking people to do. There's a lot of links on my link tree. There's yeah. 11 things. Yeah. If there's 11 things, there's zero things. Gotcha. And I mean, your new books out on Amazon, your miracle. So I, I've seen, I love that you're a miracle thing. Oh, thanks. But then, but then, I mean, there's a lot of looking at it. You're a Christ follower, consultant speaker. I, I don't, I have no clue what you do. If I look at your Instagram bio. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, so, so I think that, um, it's, I could figure it out after reading for a while, but that's when we really reach, I think that, that sweet spot. And, and, and let me speak to some of those things. I think what happens as entrepreneurs is we think, but there's so many different ways I can serve people. There's so many different things. Here's the thing. They just don't all need to be communicated at once. There's, there should be one doorway into your world. And then there should be a customer journey inside of your world. I'll give you an example. This was Steve jobs, got fired from Apple, came back. and was like, why do we have 7,000 products? Hmm. We need seven. And he killed like massive stuff. This happened in my journey in just the last three years. Eventually on our courses page, I realized there was like over 10 SKUs like video ranking Academy. But then I created crush collabs and then we had video product review profits. And then I added this business accelerator bonus. And at first I was like, this is kind of dope, man. Look at my library of content. But right. then what I thought about was I was like, this is confusing people. They come and they're like, Sean, I want to buy the thing that will help me with YouTube. But now I'm looking at a page with 10 things. I see nothing. I see I'm overwhelmed. Huh. So the unlock, yeah, yeah. the unlock, the unlock, I think uh, that we learn. And by the way, there's a lot of people, they talk about this on websites. My friend, Brady Shear, Pro Church Tools. Awesome, right? He, uh, he, he hates sliders. Sliders are ineffective. This is what churches try to do too. They're like, you land on your page and they're like, here's what we want you to know. We got a kid's ministry. We got a women's ministry. We got creative nights. We have a potluck coming up. We've got, uh, you know, our armor bearer shield fire of the anointing night coming up. We've got, you know, they, we've got all this different stuff. And, and he's like, no, there is one thing to do. What's the purpose of your website is to lead people into a process, lead people. And this is what people are understanding. Even like, if someone's going to fill out an application on a website, the form should be responsive and it's one field. Enter it. Next thing. Enter it. Messenger bots is another example. How can I help you today? Are you interested in learning YouTube, Facebook, or LinkedIn? LinkedIn. Oh, okay. With LinkedIn, are you a professional or are you an entrepreneur? Oh, and it leads them. So here's what it ended up happening with our SKUs is that as people enter our world, there's different email follow-up campaigns that eventually can lead them to the right product for them. They were probably never going to buy on that first page, but now they're getting the right information at the right time in the customer journey. So that's, it's a small tweak. I would say for a same thing with your link tree, it would be like, there's probably should be three options, but where people find out about your merch can be somewhere else. Like there's just so many different touch points on the journey so all of us as entrepreneurs should be thinking more through our customer journey. What's the one thing we want people to do first? To be fair, a lot of websites might have three options. 
And that's, that's self-identifying the user. Are you a newbie just trying to get started? Are you a business owner that wants to whatever? And they click that and it leads them on a journey. And then the other thing I would say is, um, you know, the framework that you could do, it's pretty common. I actually wrote a thing down recently with this. Maybe I could find it. Uh, but it's, it's basically who, who do you help? What problem do you solve for them? And then you can also add, it makes it even better from a marketing standpoint, like with or without something. So you could be like, you know, I help busy entrepreneurs uh, get better results with social media in less time with less overwhelm. Hmm. And, and then, okay, so then the other thing that this makes us think is that if we do plant that flag, that will then miss out on all these other people. And by the way, you might, but what ends up happening is it's, it's like a, it's like a lighter, uh, it's, it ignites you because chances are any one piece of content that resonates somebody, by the way, you could be all about business and social media. And of course, still post a, a, a video of you and your family sure, because you're human and people can relate with that. And maybe that's what they relate with. And then they read your bio and then they connect with you because of the family thing. Does that make sense? But yeah, it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be stated. And so- I think that's um, more of that's more of like the audience. Like I feel like my audience is fathers between the age of 25 and 45 that are lacking motivation to start. Like that's that's where I feel like it, the family part is just part of my audience. I think maybe it's more of what I'm hearing from you. It, straight up. Yeah. Your your vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah. My YouTube analytics shift at the biggest between uh, 10 years in either direction. I'm 35. Mm -hmm. So 25 to 45 is the thing. And it's really 30 to 40 is the biggest thing. It's just right. It's like, yeah, it's wheelhouse. Yeah. It's just the way that's going to happen. And so, but, uh, but yeah, I, I definitely think, especially in today's world more than ever before, it's always been true in marketing. It's always been true in branding. It's always been true in church plan. People think, oh no, we're for the whole world. No, man, not everyone. <laughs> no. Different styles of music. Different. Oh styles. yeah vibes different like we can agree around the essentials here but you want to know your difference your style yeah. where you stand in the world so different is better than better so like planting your flag and and being known and standing for one thing is man just and, and again i teach leadership teamwork i'm lethal when it comes to paid ads uh you know i'm i it was, this is a good example i'm a pretty dang good photographer <laughs> like and like, I've been taking photos. I go with my wife, you know, a seven three, I'm throwing stuff in Lightroom. I'm throwing lots on it. You can't find the word photographer anywhere on my brand. Nope. Because it just doesn't, in a way it doesn't matter. Does that make sense? Like mm -hmm. you just yeah, have yeah. to be willing to exclude some things for the sake of simplicity. You know, I, we're really hammering on this, but it also reminds me of like some restaurants, some restaurants, when I have too many options, it's, it's, I, I get paralyzed. Cheesecake factory. Yep. I was going to bring, exactly. The You're like, dude, nuts. I want all of this where some of the in and out. Amazing. Yeah. Yep. And, the and, best. And this is a good example because in and out is actually a phenomenal example of how we should all run our businesses and social media. <laughs> There's just a few things in the menu. Um, love them or hate them. They're great at what they do. Yeah. They're consistent at what they do. The burgers are consistent. The fries are consistent. I have no other options. I could go bigger on the burger. I could animal style my fries, but it's still just the same couple of things. But that's not and, even and, on the menu. That's the secret and, and, menu. And that's a good point. And, 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 and the secret menu, 
Every entrepreneur should also have a secret menu. I now do. I used to have all my courses on the front of my website because I thought that was wisdom. No, it was simplicity in the front because all up, what is the first thing someone needs to do to get into your business? That's all you want. Like if the first thing, that's why most websites now usually start with an opt-in because they want to be able to follow up, remarket, but they, mm -hmm. they're like, okay, first of all, give us your name and email. And then boom, next page shows up. All right, do this next. So as people go deeper with you, they should be able to find your secret menu. I'm realizing I was never going to sell like coaching right on my Instagram page. It was, I was always going to sell it on the phone or in the D Instagram DMs or an email. So it doesn't even need, does that make sense? Like yeah, we just yeah, talked yeah. about this today. doesn't even need to be out there. Once someone has gone through these other steps, they're like, dude, how do I go to a next level with you? That's inbound. And now you're like, oh, here's the page for that. Yeah. But when you have every web page all at once, then you're just going to, you're going to lose. Like it, yeah. if you confuse, you lose. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's so, that's so much wisdom. Like that is so much wisdom. And uh, I really appreciate, and we're getting close on time. So I know that you're a busy guy and you got stuff going on. Uh, but before we go, I want to do, I'm, I was inspired by your lightning round on uh, okay, video influencers cool, yeah. and we're going to do Todd's top 10. Uh, so we'll just do this real quick before we go. And then I feel like, I feel like we could probably talk for hours. I think really yeah, we, we could follow up. So, um, so let's, here we go. Todd's top 10. I'm going to hit you with them. Uh, whatever comes to your mind first, you know, you know, the drill, you do this. Uh, all right. Uh, favorite social media platform besides YouTube, besides YouTube. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Instagram. I mean, Instagram. Okay. Uh, tied with LinkedIn. Tied with LinkedIn. Sorry. Tied with really? You put LinkedIn oh, yeah. that high? Oh man, it's hot. There's opportunity there. I just had the other day 360 new contact uh, requests because of like some viral posts. I'm not even putting attention. I'm repurposing a lot of content and micro. I mean, that's like, what are people trying to do now? Obviously, if that's the psychology of the person you're trying to reach, uh, business professionals, but a lot of people are. Mm -hmm. And so we get romantic. Oh, I want 50,000 subscribers on, on YouTube. Do you know that it would be much easier, I believe, to build 50,000 contacts and followers on LinkedIn, publish native video there, live videos about to be released to everybody. Just don't get romantic about stuff. When the grass is green, throw a party. Right. Put more water on it. Fertilize yeah. that. Fertilize so, that baby. So LinkedIn, LinkedIn, it, in my opinion, LinkedIn has more opportunity. Instagram's kind of more fun. I love stories there sure. and things like that. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. Okay, uh, I'm going to make this lightning. All right, here we go. Here <laughs> well, no, it, the intention is not lightning. The intention okay. is just getting to know you better with 10 things that people may or may not already know. All right. All right. Here we go. So, uh, LinkedIn and Instagram, uh, for you, uh, favorite media style to create. I think I know the answer to this. I mean, video. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Favorite media style to consume? Video. Video. I'm a big, I'm a big, I mean, when Sony and I, my wife finish out our day before Hulu, before Netflix, before Amazon Prime, before <laughs> Showtime, HBO Go, we're like, we have them all. We're like, we gave up cable for like yeah. twice as much in random services. Right. I know. Um, That's crazy. So there's so many, I find that like with the new HBO thing and then like friends and office coming off of Netflix and then Disney plus coming. Like, I feel like it's, yeah. it's like everything stream and now it's way more expensive. And then on Friday night, we'll sit down and we'll be like, there's nothing to watch. And we'll rent a movie on Amazon, <laughs> you know, rental right. for four 99. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're like already, we have all this other opportunity. We're like, you know what? There's nothing. So anyways, the first thing we do, smart TV, boom, yep. YouTube subscriptions, and we go through the descriptions and get filled in on the news with Philly D, mm -hmm. you know, she's not really trying to like watch some Gary V stuff, but you know, like yeah, I, right. 
you know, I'm watching some business stuff. I'm watching. Anyways, that's yeah. YouTube yeah. by far. Um, I'm, I'm a consumer as well as a creator. I thought you might've said audiobooks because you, you're like Mr. Quotes. Like, I love, I love how you, you, you internalize all the stuff that you've read and you've heard, mm. and then you utilize those things in, I mean, almost not in a negative way, but you weaponize those quotes. I'm like, man, the quotes that you say, it's like, it's so impactful to like the exclamation point to what you're talking about. Mm. Yeah. Uh, audiobook and podcast are probably second. And Matt, I add YouTube Red, which allows me to, you know, just play the audio in the background once the phone's asleep. Oh. I YouTube's kind of my my portal. Like if someone's got a podcast, I'd prefer that Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. Yeah. I see the new drop on YouTube. I could just play that audio and then boom, just mute like so even YouTube uh leadership lean in, Zoe, you know, Jensen recently, like I was just listening to the audio or I put it on a Bluetooth speaker while I'm getting ready. So all that to right. say is YouTube is like the everything. So I get my audio there as well. Yeah. And audiobooks, I'm all about it. Audible. Yeah, yeah it's good. All right. Okay. Uh, individual you'd most like to do a collaboration with that you haven't yet? Phil DeFranco. Phil DeFranco. Okay. That's good. You do a news segment on... Uh... Well, I actually... I just want to... I want to maybe interview him. I'd love it if he spoke at our event. Um, oh. Philly D, if you're has, watching this, I know, right? go speak. He is... Uh, the team he's built, the the show he's built, um, now Rogue Rocket. I really feel like not as only has he been a pioneer as a YouTube creator, I think he's he's a pioneer as a digital entrepreneur. Hmm. That's really in terms of, I mean, he's built this thing on his own, you know, like yeah. he's got his own men's hair care line and stuff and merch, and and he's he's the way he's built to show out. I I think um if people were wondering how to build a media company or how to turn YouTube into a real business, I know a lot of good content like that happens at VidSummit. I don't, I don't think people will even realize how gangster he is at that. I didn't I realize he did all that himself. Exactly. And so, and no one's really extrapolated that content. So it's a dream of mine to almost do like a mini docu-series, you know, like a, a couple episodes. I would love to interview him for video influencers about one-on-one tips for YouTuber, but then I would love to go almost like intermediate and then advanced. Like, hey, if you're an OG yeah. hiring, firing team, he he launched, for, you know, he had other teams, SourceFed, and then that kind of thing dissolved. And now he's got, so, so for those people that are like a solo content creator and then turning it into a multi-team person um, kind of a thing that like, yeah, it's a huge dream of mine. That'd be crazy. All right, Philly D. Uh, next one. If you could only, if you only had to choose one type of monetization, uh, Google AdSense, brand sponsorship, affiliate sales, speaking engagements, or courses, which would you choose? You could only. And they're have all going to equal the same amount on the end. Yeah, same amount on the end. Um, I would choose. This is this is completely anti-advice, and it's just <laughs> it's just hacking your personal question. preference. I would choose YouTube AdSense. Really? Off of a hundred videos that I made that are so good that people just watch them for the next hundred years and then I would retire. <laughs> that'd be that'd be a good one. Okay. Uh, so I have no win. courses to follow up on, no, no customer service. No, it's just uh, watch the video and then I get my ad yeah. money. That's a great no. idea. <laughs> yes, that's what I do. Um, all right. What metric do you actually care about? What metric do you go in and most regularly you check? In YouTube definitely minutes. I just mm. posted on Twitter that my three top viewed videos right now, month over month for the last few months have an almost hour long average view duration. 
which is insanity. Wow. That's, that's a long time. That's a for really long to time. dwell on a video. And so, and that's average. So yeah. they're like, yeah, anyways, so minutes matter most. Um, but the biggest one would be audience retention and average view duration. It's very discouraging, but that's the one to measure to be thinking about how can I make my content better? And if I can create pieces of content that have people watch you to the end, the nature of my industry and someone who's researching a piece of tech is less, um, you know, they just bail after they get the info. But anyways, yeah, like audience retention, average view duration, minutes. Yeah. Um, but I think all of them, I have an entire deep dive course out called the YouTube Hyper Growth Blueprint now. It's actually unreleased. Um, and all about YouTube analytics and stuff. I've, I've been really obsessed lately and I'm in love with the new YouTube Studio beta. Yeah, I love it too, actually. I, at first, I did not like it at all, because mostly because I didn't know where the buttons were. But, I know. Yeah, it took a while to learn and, yeah. and change, change always kind of sucks at first. No, but I like the reports out of it better. I like the community management better. Like I, I do. I like the beta a lot. So uh, hopefully that sticks around. Uh, all right, favorite donut. Not a big, well, you know, I'm not a huge donut guy just because I get the spike and then I get the crash. And um, yeah, but Krispy Kreme would be my most at ready at hand donuts uh, kind of a place. I think just a classic glazed or like the powdery one with the raspberry filling from Krispy Kreme. Yeah. But, but got to be warm. Got to be but warm. Any, yeah, for sure. But any kind of San Diego. California, I know hipster donuts, like, yeah, I mean, if it's got Sidecar. like cereal and, and it's fresh and it's unbelievable, then I'm, I'm ready to get a little crazy okay. for a second, but only for a second, only for but, a second. I mean, and I'm, I, 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 man, I, maybe I need to live a little, but I, I'm like looking <laughs> for someone to share with. I'm like, I want to try three of them. Can I just do a bite of each? And I would feel bad if I just like took a bite and threw it away. So right. Yeah. It's wasteful. It's wasteful. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, craziest thing you've ever attempted, whether you succeeded or not. Craziest thing you ever attempted. You're like, I should, I'm, I should not be here and I'm doing it. Um, this might not be the craziest in my whole life, but I was just in San Diego with my wife. Um, we rented jet skis, by the way, bucket list for everybody listening. If you can go, golden hour sunset mm. jet skis in the san diego bay there i guess right because mission bay kind of mission bay yeah there's it is unreal like the city behind you like people on the beach and you're out there i feel like i'm flexing i'm like dude i'm on a jet ski bro like that's like, <laughs> like you know yeah um and so super fun but i i took this iphone 8 plus mm -hmm. with just this pot pop socket and no case and I feel, I was like, dude, I'm making like, I'm getting B-roll for like an edit and I, and I made it back, Yeah, but it, it was, it was pretty foolish. And, and even to the point, I mean, I remember the other day I, I made my Mavic take off a couple of years ago and the remote, you know, when like it hasn't fully calibrated where it is yet. Yeah. <laughs> so it hasn't fully like figured out all the sensors. I'm like, whatever, take off. And it was kind of wonky in the air. And I was like, shoot, I like don't really have control over that, this and whatever. And I was trying, I should have landed it right away. And I flew it over, it hit a pylon, dropped and just sunk to the bottom of the ocean. And that, uh, it was just gone. So, um, and this probably would have been worse. I, 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 luckily it was a happy ending because it made it back. But if at any point my phone would have went in, you know, it would have killed everything. I would not be saying <laughs> jet skiing is right. the best. I would not be saying no. It would have changed your whole like, outlook on everything. Yeah, all my content and stuff. I'm, it was it was probably not super. Even with a case, if it didn't have a floaty, then uh, yeah. I probably shouldn't have been out there with my phone. No, no, it's that's daring. <laughs> that's daring. But the video is gonna be yeah, sick. it's gonna be dope. 
<laughs> uh, all right. Favorite holiday. Uh, uh, I mean, Christmas, um, not just as a Christian, but definitely because that's a big uh, f- holiday for our faith. I think that would. Yeah, that's you can say good. Christmas. You don't have to be apologetic about Christmas. Like, well, but I actually I'm just trying to think that I think there is a better like there's one that's a little bit more of a favorite. Um, it's not coming to me, though, because I mean, Thanksgiving, just because the food is bomb. But I mean, it's right. bomb around Christmas, too, too. It depends on who your family is. And exactly. Who you hang yes, that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's probably, yeah, right. It's probably it's probably Christmas. I mean, if you had to split hairs, it'd be, it'd be Christmas, whatever. Yeah. OK, uh, last one. Most used piece of equipment. I mean, my phone, number one. But uh, if you want to go number two, probably. um <clears throat> It shifts year after year. I mean, I really clock time. When I have a, a pet camera, it was the 60 Mark II for mm. quite a while. And I just it was hustling on that. Then it was the Sony a7 III, still is. And like a kind of little vlog kit setup. Um, that's all the late, latest travels with Sony and whatnot. I'm just rolling, taking photos, shooting, whatever. Um, a6400 now. Uh, but 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 forget all that. I mean, most use MacBook, even more used than that. This PC at my home yeah. is is the one. It's is where the work gets done. It is the workhorse that produces everything else. All the thumbnails. Uh, it produces yeah, every from, thumbnail. From uh, all the other gear. So the gear yeah. kind of comes and goes. Phone gets upgraded, but that that laptop, that computer, man, that is where the magic happens. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, so good. Sean, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you being here, man. I appreciate your time. And uh, where can people hit you on social? Sean Cannell everywhere. That's S-E-A-N. Not seen, not C-N, Uber drivers. Hey, C-N. I'm like, yeah, it's me, bro. C-N, the other day. Dude, they really, Uber drivers really call you C-N? All the time, bro. What? Sheen? That's I'm a like, common spelling of Sean. You would think. It, well, in America. Yeah, and maybe I'm, not I'm in talking, Canada. I'm not even just talking about necessarily like international. I'm saying like sometimes like some white dude who like grew up in Seattle is like seen, and I'm like, okay, that's probably not right for you. Today. <laughs> um, my wife's name Sonia S O N J A. So at Starbucks sometimes they'll be like, "What's your name, Sean? What's your name, Sonia?" And then they'll go, "Seen in Sanja." That's a real story. That, really? like, it's us. Yeah, that's us. That's just us. give just give, give us, us the coffee. coffee. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Dean, Sean Cannell, Cannell S E A N, Cannell rhymes with channel. It's not Cannell. Right. It rhimes with YouTube channel, C A N N E L L. And I got to spell that out. So, if you hit me up on any social, S E A N, last name, C A N N E L L, Sean Cannell rhymes with channel uh, across the board. I love Twitter, Instagram, but uh, Twitter, people got questions. And LinkedIn is your new jam. LinkedIn, but I'll, link, there too. I'll link it all below. So everybody, uh, if they're watching this or listening to, and they can go and uh, send you a message or whatnot. So, hey, I really appreciate you being here. And uh, September 14th is the event. That's right. GrowWithVideoLive.com. GrowWithVideoLive, Las Vegas, September 14th. Super pumped. Cool. I, I saw videos from me on, man. Absolutely. My pleasure, man. I saw the videos from last year and I was going to try and come this year, but I'm speaking uh, that first week of September in Oklahoma already. So I don't think I can make it, but uh, there, I'm sure there will be another event. Yeah. 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 It's, it's annual now. Annual every year. All right, buddy. All right. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk soon. We'll do this again. Hey, thank you so much. Appreciate what you're doing, all the value you're adding. And uh, thanks so much for having me on, having me on. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks so much.
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Todd Talks. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. If you wouldn't mind, we'd love it if you'd give us a review. Until next time, I'm Todd Frazier. This is Todd Talks. Get out there, burn your plans, and do things.